Do you shop on Amazon.com? Of course you do. You can now support the Midwest Podcast Network while doing so. Go to Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com and a very small percentage of your purchase will go towards making our network and its content even better. That's Amazon.MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Bookmark it today. Hello and welcome to the Midwest Film Nerds Podcast. My name is Alex and I have a very sad story for you all today uh, about this week's episode. So right now it is 11.11pm Eastern Daylight Time on Tuesday night when I would typically be posting slash editing the podcast uh, to post this week. However... Um, I sat down to listen to things and edit it, and I realized that uh, during the recording of this week's episode, I accidentally selected the incorrect track for Willie, and therefore you cannot hear him at all. Um, And here's the thing. It would be, number one, kind of difficult and hard for me to take more time away from Nick and Willie's weeks uh, to re-record. And that kind of re-recording would lead to a kind of banterless, chemistry-less podcast that uh, we have either said everything that we've already talked about, or it's it could be a very brief thing where we don't even get our thoughts out at all. Um, luckily the spoiler Terry was saved, so I will post that at the end of this. Uh, I guess I should do a quick outline of the episode. We did a, what we've been watching, um, and then we moved on to a discussion. It was actually a return to food for thought. For those of you that remember that from the first, I don't know, maybe 20 episodes that we did, or might even be less than that, Uh, where we talked about the movie posters that we had on our walls as a child and what we have on our walls now. And then in the future, we were going to do what we have on our walls or what we would like to have on our walls in terms of movie posters. And then we moved on to a review of Swiss Army Man by, uh, directed by the Daniels, I think, or Daniels as they want to be known. Uh, so what I think I'm going to do is I'm going to try and give you guys a brief summary uh a play-by-play if you will of what this episode went like uh off the top i had a really good laugh from nick that maybe i'll insert here uh you can hear the normal intro intro of the show that just has nick and i and uh you might hear faint willie in the background but here's that laugh really quick just because i don't want to lose it for my own posterity Finally, by request of Jason K, we will be reviewing Dan Kwan and Daniel Scheinert's The Swiss Army Man. Not the, just Swiss Army Man. Yeah, don't be that guy. Yeah. Like every customer's video store. The Swiss Army Man's, because I'm from the Midwest. Uh, before we get to all that, we'll be back at <laughs> you can write to us. Let's listen to the show. Yeah, so Willie's first um, Words in this episode is him stating that after introducing himself as Sheila E., uh, he may know as uh, someone who uh, Prince uh, worked with quite often in the 80s. But anyway, um, 
his first words in the podcast were saying that we made it a minute and eight seconds into the recording and I got Nick to do his Eddie Murphy laugh. Uh, and uh, I'm very vain, so I would like to make sure that the world knows that. So from there on, uh, basically what we've been watching, Nick had listened to the Empire podcast about Civil War, but he also noticed that there was one that was just called Kelsey Grammer, where they interviewed Kelsey Grammer, and he had a great time listening to that, seeing Kelsey's personality, because he seems like somebody who actually you know, makes connections on set and isn't just there for the art, quote-unquote, and his ego doesn't necessarily get in the way. Um, and so he enjoyed that very much, but he has been watching Frasier cause, uh, obviously he, he, he's a big Frasier fan, which most people who listen will know. And, um, so that was something that's been, that he's been watching. He also went to go see Jaws at the Henry Ford giant screen experience, which is an IMAX size screen, uh, with a different type of digital projector there. And uh, our friend Gojo, uh, of course, is uh, he? He's a Henry Ford uh, employee, and uh, uh, he lets us know when these awesome screenings are going on. And uh, Jaws is one of Nick's favorite movies. He took his dad. His dad mentioned that it still holds up, uh, as uh, it's the only time that he's watched it. Uh, he's never really sat down and watched it all on home video. So his dad did enjoy it. Nick enjoyed it very much. He doesn't think that he would be able to watch it on Blu-ray ever again because it was such an awesome experience. So that's very cool. As for Willie, Willie had watched uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, The Final Sacrifice, which is something that Nick and Gojo have talked about various times. I'm sure Nick has brought it up on the podcast, but uh, uh, Willie enjoyed it very much. It's something he had seen previously, but uh, he enjoyed rewatching it. And uh, so that's good. It's up on Netflix. You guys can check it out there. Uh, he also has been catching up on The League, which all seven seasons are on Netflix. Uh, he was in season three, which he felt characters are getting a little cartoony, but uh, it's kind of pulled out of that where he's at now. Uh, he continued his Stephen King kick on uh, by watching the TV miniseries on The Langoliers. And uh, it's very corny and very bad and uh, not very good. But Nick enjoys it very much regardless. Um, and uh, Willie also mentioned that he's been listening to the Stephen King podcast. Uh, so you guys should go check that out if you are Stephen King fans. I segued into my what I've been watching by also stating that I am actually reading The Dark Tower or attempting to. And we may do a book club episode of the, of our podcast where we all talk about The Dark Tower for a little bit, if that's something you guys are interested in. So please let me know. I also watched uh, Election, which is a movie by Alexander Payne. Good movie for an election year to watch. It was my first time watching it. I like Alexander Payne. Uh, very interesting role for Matthew Broderick. Very early role for uh, Reese Witherspoon and Chris Klein's first role in a movie. And he's actually quite good in it. So definitely check that out, especially now if you are in the U.S. or you like U.S. politics. And I think it's got an interesting, uh, that's an interesting lens to view that film through. I also watched a movie um, called The Fundamentals of Caring, which is on Netflix now. It's a Netflix film starring Paul Rudd. Uh, he's a caregiver for a disabled man or a young man. And uh, they both kind of learn more about themselves and each other on a road trip. So check that out if that sounds like something interesting. I thought it was very good. I enjoyed it very much. Um, I also got a chance to see The Secret Life of Pets, which I felt was a lot of fun. 
but uh, doesn't quite match up to the Pixar or Disney animated uh, picture um, uh, level of gravitas. It doesn't quite have the... It's got a lesson to learn, but it doesn't quite pull you in as much as those Pixar and Disney movies do. So uh, that kind of sucks, but it's still entertaining, especially if you like pets. Louis C.K. is great in it as Max. And, uh, of course, Hannibal Buress' buddy, the Dachshund, and everybody knows that I'm a Dachshund fan. So um, I enjoyed that quite a bit. And then, uh, yeah, I think that was it in terms of what I had been watching. We moved into a discussion of the posters that we that we had on our walls as a child. I think this might be something that we revisit next week with Tim. So I don't know that I'm going to go through and recap it for you guys. Um, but I will move right into our full review, full abbreviated review of Daniel's uh, Swiss Army Man starring uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Paul Dano. Uh, you can look up the IMDb synopsis if you wish. Uh, very brief thoughts here. Nick uh, liked the movie a little bit. He thought it was okay. It wasn't a home run for him. Um, mainly, I think, I don't really know exactly where his problems stem from with it, which is means I probably wasn't paying enough attention during recording. But I think it mostly just kind of... Um, it's got some tonal shifts in it that I don't know that he was a fan of, and uh, we'll have to talk about it a little bit next week, maybe to get their non-spoilery thoughts in what we've been watching or something like that. Willie enjoyed it more than Nick, but less than me. Uh, he thought it was quite good, very original. He thinks there's been a lot of um, uh, basically these indie movies that come out have influences in John Hughes. Like he thinks that. Um, the Kings of Summer pulls from John Hughes and actually it follows pulls from John Carpenter, but uh, Swiss Army Man kind of stands on its own and it's got a very original place uh, in, in kind of the indie film scene today. So, uh, and I think that's high praise for the movie. I think that's always something that you should be uh, looking for, especially in the indie market. That's where you're going to find the real originality. And this movie's definitely that. Uh, I enjoyed it quite a bit. We all praised both performances by Paul Dano and uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Nick commented that Paul Dano seems to be somebody that he doesn't appreciate. Like, he appreciates him, but he doesn't necessarily call himself a fan. He always thinks that Paul Dano turns in actually really fantastic performances, but for some reason he doesn't necessarily like Paul Dano, and I agree with that. Uh, this movie's probably the first time where I can almost consider that I like Paul Dano. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe fantastic nick talked about how he felt as though Dan he holds daniel radcliffe of high esteem because of all the british actors rev uh, uh uh celebrated british british actors that he spent time around in the harry potter series not to mention that he pulled off the feat of playing a character for over 10 years uh after being cast at such a young age which is insane that he didn't fall out of love of acting or uh, just decided that he didn't want to do it anymore. So that's fantastic um, and, and high praise. But Swiss Army Man, I did this is something I forgot to mention in our review. I felt as though it was the first time that I saw Daniel Radcliffe as someone other than Harry Potter, really. Um, and I don't know that I've seen that many movies with him post-Harry Potter. Um, but 
I thought this one was fantastic, and I think you guys should go check it out if you have a chance. So from here, I'm going to throw to our Spoiler Terry section and outro. Uh, Once again, I'm really sorry, guys. This is a very stupid mistake, and it took me 187 film nerds plus bonus episodes with uh, a bunch of game nerds and gone to Texas's to make this kind of mistake, and I'm surprised it took that long. Uh, So I'm, once again... Super sorry. You guys know where to find us and support us if you wish to do that. So I won't bore you there. But uh, thank you very much for listening. And I'll try to make sure that this never happens again. Here we are in Swiss Army Men. Spoiler, Terry. Uh, so, what do you think actually happened in the movie? That see, that's that I think is is the most interesting thing about the movie for me. Yeah. Um, and that's the kind of the conversation we were having is how much is real, how much was was make believe, hallucination. I love that they leave it open for interpretation. Yeah. You could li- you could go any way you wanted to. Um, I like to subscribe to the theory that the 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 corpse really was animated and doing stuff. I think yes. that's awesome. I always like a sci-fi bender. Or, that he did actually rock it off into the sunlight. I like to think that those people witnessed uh, a farting Daniel Radcliffe corpse firing off like a dolphin into the into the horizon. That's beautiful to me. Um, that being said, I think there's so many ways to interpret it. I'm curious to see what you guys think. Yeah, I've had kind of a hard time going back and forth with it. I I think it's... The uh, logic part of me wants to just assume that the um, that to take it at face value in terms of like it was a corpse and he was lugging it around and it never really actually did the things that he needed to do. It just kind of allowed him to focus on something other than himself and get himself out of his situation that he was in. It's like a, a Wilson and Castaway scenario. Yes. Where it's, it's It seems ridiculous, but if you were in that position, you might... Yes. You know, yeah. it's, it's basically like being this movie's being inside of Tom Hanks's head as if Wilson was a real character, like a, a person. Uh, that being said, I, I'm, and I just want to throw this out there real quick. Um, I, we kind of talked about it a little bit afterwards. I'm not even sure he was on any sort of island at any point. I mean, yeah. I, I think all three of us were kind of like he was living in her backyard, basically, like, like slumming around behind her house on a beach, like you know that. And I wonder how much of that is intentional. How much of that is we want, like, we want people to think what you're thinking, Willie, or was it this stuff wasn't actually all this close, but we want these people that are chasing after Paul Dano's character to see what he's been through. And so it feels a lot more abbreviated than it actually is. That I think the editing of it all makes it feel like he's living in her backyard. But I wonder if that was a, a choice that they actually chose to make. I think all the choices they made are, are their 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 goal is coming coming to life right now. I mean, I think that it's achieved. I think they want people to talk it. about it afterwards and say, what was actually going on? What, Nick, what are your thoughts on what actually occurred in Swiss Army Man's... I'll be the downer. <laughs> I think it all... I think none of it happened. Yeah. I think... Uh, 
I think, to me, it seems, um, by the time it ends, it seems pretty apparent to me anyway that the, the island was, was metaphorical, that he's by himself, he's isolated, he's totally alone. Nobody, uh, he's, he has no hope. He may have actually been trying to kill himself, maybe. Uh, and then this dead body washed ashore, and the rest of the movie is all a journey in his mind. I think he probably could have taken place over the course of of weeks or months even that he was building his elaborate bus and all these things and acting out these weirdo scenarios. And, uh, I think he was, I think everything is in close proximity to her house. I don't think beat cops would have chased him for miles (laughs) through the woods, down the river into the beach. Um, and I, I, that's what I, I really like that about it. Like, I really like the idea that this poor guy who clearly had a, had a bad childhood and had a difficult, upbringing uh had has mental issues and he fixated on this girl and it's i like i like that a lot it reminds me of the fisher king but not as good the fisher king is like it's clearly all fantasy in the end it's all of it's in robin williams mind but it's still a great story and the other characters around him realize that even though he has mental issues and emotional issues he still is a good person and uh, he still has a lot of worth. And this movie doesn't doesn't really go by that route. It, it just kind of says that he can still be happy in some in some weird way, and he and he he doesn't really need anybody else for that. I think that that's kind of what I took away from it. I guess I don't think it says that it's like a be- it's not it's not a beautiful story like like the Fisher King kind of is. It doesn't have a happy ending because I think the ending is a real bummer. Like he. He he catches up to reality again, and they get him on the news and all that and all that stuff. And I think that then that's when we realize how sad the whole thing is. The movie gets straight up sad, yeah. like five minutes before the end, and I was like, "Oh my god!" This like story that I thought was kind of whimsical and and charming is really really scary and depressing. And it's kind of you know people criticize pretty often the the mental health care capacity that the United States has in terms of what the government helps people with and that sort of thing and how many mentally, uh, you know, disturbed people are running around and, and, you know, they commit crimes or they, they don't leave the lives they could if they had proper care. And that's kind of what the movie makes me think of. Is it, is it kind of silly and there's like kind of a, they're kind of having fun with, with this story? I mean, yeah, I think so. There's definitely a lot of silliness throughout. But I think there's a pretty, there's a pretty serious takeaway, I think, in that even when faced with reality and everybody telling him, like, hey, man, this is kind of what's actually going on. Basically, I kind of think the movie was like two lines running almost parallel to each other, but not quite. You have reality, and you have Hank's world. And they've been running on this very gentle angle, and so they're running kind of side by side, but they're far enough away. And then for one brief moment in the movie, they mix, they meet. These two lines meet each other, and that's right at the climax. And then they go off they on their separate ways again, again. Yeah. yes. And so reality continues on without him, and he continues on without reality. Because I don't think the ending of Dana Radcliffe jet farting away <laughs> into the into the sunset <laughs> happened. Yeah, but I think that's what happens in his mind, and yeah. it's kind of the way a lot of people feel about Inception. I I believe that Inception happens as as we as it is presented to us, because that's what I personally choose to take away from the story. A lot of people think the whole thing's a dream. They think the first act is real, but then the rest is all a dream. And there's a lot of levels of interpretation. That's the beauty of how that movie is structured. You can take a lot of different things away from it. And I think this movie's kind of the same way. You can take away kind of what you want 
uh, from the story. I think the ending is hilarious. I'm glad it's presented the way it is. The look on his dad's face is the best part of the movie. Whoever that actor is, well done, because that shit is straight up magical. It, that look in his eye is wonderment. It's like the end of the Goonies in his eyes. It's, well, it's, it's like, amazing. It's like a, it's like a tacit approval slash relief and slash of like, like all things make sense now. yeah it's, it's like of, it's, oh it's this look of pure wonderment i get like, it it's the end of the goonies it's the part of the goonies when the ship is is arriving there and all the adults go wow and they look and the triumphant music plays and that's that's the look in his dad's <laughs> eye and it's so funny it's so funny uh but i don't think any of that happened i think that's what hank thinks happened and he's probably really being led away in handcuffs to be put into a home or, or an institution, rather. Interesting. And uh, and that's that's kind of what I got out of it. I think it's a fairy tale, but none of it really happened. I bet there's people out there that have the theory that he died when he hung himself in the beginning, too. I actually was waiting for the movie to end that way. I was waiting for the movie to come back to, to the island. To cut back to the island. And, and he snaps his neck or starves to death or... I thought maybe the bear was actually going to kill him and he made it I really far. thought the bear was going to kill him for a second. I went, yeah. oh my God, is this uh, the way it's going to end right now? That's a bad way to die, yeah. But it doesn't really matter. All that matters is Dana Radcliffe was really great. Mm-hmm. He's really there's a lot of humanity in that performance. There's even like um, there's like a very strange fake out too, where they almost try to tell you by the way that he's been interacting with Mary Elizabeth Winstead and the reporter and the cops that they like. Hank, because Hank's father gets called. I guess it's all because they believe the phone is 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 Manny in the movies, but they think Manny is Hank, right? Because the reporter introduces Paul Dano as Manny. He I think, calls I think himself he tells Manny. him his name is Manny. Yeah. He lies at first, and then okay, that's the and then he tries to hide from his dad. Yeah. yeah, and then he goes, no, 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 my name's Hank. Like he, he comes like, clean. Yeah. Okay. I didn't realize. I didn't get at any point that he told Manny that that was his phone. He did. I, I don't up. think he told him that. I think he just went along with Manny thinking it was his phone. Because I think Man- the Manny character kind of assumes. He's like, well, I know that girl. Like, yeah. You know. No, it's he. But there is a point in the movie. It's when they're fighting around the bear that Hank tells well, him. Well, he tells him is- that it's actually Hank's phone. But I don't remember Hank at all telling Manny that it was Manny's phone yeah, to no. lead him to believe that. No, it's all, it's only that's because they fall. I forget why they fall. Oh, right. they fall off of the pipe as they're trying to climb across it. No, it was before that. It's when they fall into the ravine. Okay, they yeah, fall yeah. into the ravine when and the phone from the bear. The phone falls. Which is probably the same bear. Yeah. Cuz the f- they're only 20 <laughs> feet away from where he was before. The phone falls in front of Manny's face and he sees it and right. then assumes okay. it's his, I guess, but Huh. I, but I guess you can also read that into because Manny is a projection of Hank. Maybe yeah. that's why he well, sees some Well, actually, I was waiting for it to be revealed that Hank was... That Manny was real and Hank wasn't. Yeah. I was kind of waiting for that. So I think the movie still does a lot of subversion of expectations, which no, is cool. it's well made, definitely. Yeah. And it covers its bases pretty well because you're, you're not... It's like Inception. You're not really there to say what's real and what's not because yeah. it's all a little bit subjective. So, no, I, I do applaud it for the, way, for the way it's made. And although I was kind of tuning out a little bit from time to time and was not that into it, I think it was always interesting. Yeah. You know. 
All right. Well, as my computer is melting, I think this is where our conversation stops. Jason, let us know what you thought about this. Yeah, I really question. want to hear more about it because nope. I think he him he said it was one of his favorites of the year. He, uh, he said he like liked that. it a lot. Yeah, I'd like and I and I liked it a lot too. I just like the personality that the movie has. I like uh, the interaction between Paul Dano and Daniel Radcliffe, and uh, and I like the questions that it has us talking about. It does feel like a big, like a big, bold, swinging original effort. Like it yeah. reminds me of the first time I saw Shaun of the Dead, and I was like, "Yeah, wow, that's something big and loud and different." We and, didn't even uh, talk about like the awesome montage of them learning what Manny can do. That's in the middle of the movie. Oh, I loved how all the music would swing into the movie. The music like, is like singing. it's diegetic, like it. Yeah, it kind of yeah. comes in and out of being diegetic, and it's it's really cool. It's really cool. So. Uh, hopefully you didn't listen to this if you have if if you haven't seen it, but go see it if you haven't. And uh, yeah, you know all the stuff that I usually say here. Check us out on all the stuff. Re- review and rate us on everything. We love you very much. Give us money sometimes. It's next week, next week, Ghostbusters. Yeah, it's Amazon Prime Day today, so this is too late. But use Amazon at MidwestPodcastNetwork dot com, and then uh, yeah. We're talking about Ghostbusters. Sheila E. Out. Kyle, why I go watch a movie.